On Panthers Radio, in association with Zionomics, it's the Panthers podcast, the Panthers pre-game podcast. It was a bit of a while since we've done one of these, obviously with the GB international break and, and, and things like that. As ever, I'm joined by Dan Green, the former Panthers netminder, and John O'Bara. Good evening to you guys. How are you doing? Evening, guys. All good? Yeah, all good here, Chris. Thank you. Good stuff. Well, let's look ahead to the weekend. A rare luxury of, of two home games. It's Cardiff on on Saturday and also Dundee on Sunday. Start with you, Greener. It's it's a it's a good time, I think, and a good place to get momentum. You know, the Panthers at home. I know the results haven't gone our way at home in the turn of the year, but you know, the boys have been in every single game. You know, there's, there's not been much difference, but for a bounce here and a bounce there. You know, just how important is this weekend to, you know, to maybe get the season motoring again? Yeah, I think it's massive. Obviously, you know, looking, you know, we're coming down the stretch now at the end of the season. We need to, you know, string some results together, get the confidence up, you know, guys feeling good. And, you know, obviously throughout the year, we have had some good results at home. You know, we've we've beaten Cardiff, I think, both times we've played them at home so far. And I think if we can get four points this weekend, um, that could definitely be a good, you know, springboard to take us into the final kind of, 12, 14 games. You mentioned, you know, beating Cardiff twice already. And Jono, you've watched the Panthers for, what, 30 years or whatever it is. For whatever reason, Panthers do well against Cardiff at home. I don't know whether you can put your finger on it, but, but you know, the record, especially at the NIC for, for Nottingham against Cardiff, is very good. It's really, it is very, very good. Uh, and as, as we've already said, two games we played against them in the Elite League at home this season and two five two victories are both really really good performances as well and yeah we beat them the last time we played them in Cardiff that fantastic 5-4 overtime victory with uh, Albin Lindgren scoring the overtime winner so I think we can we can go into that game with a lot of confidence it's a team we, we seem to do very very well against and like you say especially at, at the NIC they, they have put a couple of good results together recently they've won their last two um, but they lost to Guildford in a, in a massive top of the table game last Saturday. So, you know, there's no reason why we can't expect to win that game, especially the way that results have gone before. Greener, where where are Cardiff's strengths? I mean, if if you look at it, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe I'm I'm kind of putting myself out for sort of some uh, some people to come and slate me, but I would maybe say of the four teams chasing, maybe they're the the fourth favourites right now, you know, but, you know, where, where do you see them in this title shake-up? Yeah, I, I would I would agree with you. For me, out of the top four, they're probably the the fourth place, I would say. I would, I would say the other three teams, kind of, Cardiff have been a little bit up and down, maybe a little bit inconsistent, whereas the other teams, I feel like, have seemed to just kind of put it together when they need to. Um, I think just a lot of that is, you know, every time we've played Cardiff... They haven't, I wouldn't say not impressed me, but, you know, we've beaten them twice here, but, you know, but both times we've played them here. And yeah, they are a good team. I think on their day, they can beat anyone. I think they've got a very strong Brit pack. Um, I think they've got, you know, Cole Sanford leading, leading goal scorer in the league. You know, guys like Joey Martin, um, you know, been around, done it, um, won everything there is to. And, you know, on their day, they, they can be excellent. But I think... You know, a little bit up and down. Sometimes, you know, they beat they beat Glasgow. Uh, I watched the game on Wednesday, and you know, they they were decent. Um, but yeah, like, like Jono said, I think they're a good team. But you know, definitely no no reason to fear them. I'm just trying to do my maths here. They, they've lost 
13 times. So I think that means a fifth of their losses have come against the Panthers. John, why do you think, you know, the Panthers have matched up so well against Cardiff, you know, this, this year? Well, especially at home. That's a really, really good question. <laughs> One that I don't necessarily have an answer to. There's just there's always one team. I think every team will have it where, where there's just one bo- real bogey team. And we seem to be the devil's bogey team. Mm. Uh, and I, I think it was similar last season as well. We, I think we, we beat them a few times at, at, the, at the NIC. And I think we beat them... I remember him just getting a 3-0 win at Ice Arena Wales last season as well. So it, we just seem to be that team that, I don't know, it has the devil's number at times. I don't know what it is. It, I don't know whether it's a psychological thing where, because we've got such a good record against them at, at the NIC, do they come in probably thinking about that is that on their minds I, I don't know it could could be something I mean we could get really really deep into this but I, I just put it down to probably with just their bogey team yeah I mean I, I actually was was gonna say there was an there was an eight nil win for the Panthers and I thought that was last season but I've literally done a bit of research no it was, it was when Brian McGratton was Brian yeah, McGratton scored was... his first goal for the, Pan- yeah, for the Panthers yeah I remember that game, game. yeah it, it was 2016, and I, I genuinely, I was thinking to myself, it was really recent, but I've just caught it up. Brian McGratton after 51 seconds, Stephen uh, Stephen Shorts, two, Sertich, Spang, Carter, Brad Moran, uh, Jeff Brown. Um, you must have been in that game, Greener. I was, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, me and Mika. Um, I don't remember much about that game. I remember that Matthew Myers was their best player that night, probably the only player that played very well, but... Um, yeah, I can't say I remember too much about the game, apart from the fact I remember we beat them. Uh, and I think Bordelow maybe tried to fight McGratton, and, and that was about all I remember. Well, we're looking at looking at the uh, the Elite League website. It gives you the, the, the form going into the game. Cardiff had won five going into that, and, and Panthers had uh, been struggling with three losses in their previous five. Um, uh, but there you go. But but it, it doesn't seem a place where Panthers and the have done well. Uh, Ice Arena Wales, but on that night they, they got the 8-0 victory. Um, moving on to Sunday, Greener, Dundee Stars at, at home. Obviously, it's it's not been the, the best of season for the Stars, but, but wh- where do their threats come from, do you think? Well, I, I think, you know, a, a team like that, it, it can be the classic, you know, we're playing a really good team on Saturday. If we get a good result, you almost look past Dundee thinking, oh, it's going to be the easier game. And you know, I think we've obviously slipped up to to some of the lower teams at home this season. So, um, you know, it's just kind of refocusing. It's, it's sometimes hard against the, um, you know, lower end teams maybe to um, to get up for them a little bit. But, you know, they've got a good goalie. They've got, you know, a couple of good scorers. Philip Sanch um, is probably their most most dangerous guy. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, they, they come into the game. They've got nothing to lose. They're, you know, just pushing for a playoff spot. They'll be chances. They'll kind of take risks. And, you know, on any given night, you can kind of take your foot off the gas against those teams and maybe they can bite you. So I think it's just about being professional, you know, hopefully get the two points Saturday and then, you know, try and close it out and get that four-point weekend. But I think this league's shown this year that you really can't take any nights off and, if you do take one of the lower teams a bit lighter, then you end up getting burnt. You know, you see Manchester, you know, beating Sheffield last night and, uh, you know, Glasgow have had some scalps recently. So, yeah, definitely not to be taken lightly. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the table now. I mean, they're, they're five points adrift of the playoff places, but they've got a massive six games in hand on Glasgow just above them, three games in hand on, on five. I always feel, Jono, it's better to have the points in the bag. Uh, are Dundee still in the place for the, for, the, for the playoffs, Jono? They need to string a couple of wins together. I'm just, just having a, a quick look at their current form, and I think they've only won two in their last 10. So then they're not in great form. I, I saw them last Saturday against Manchester um, and, and they put up a good fight against against the Storm, but the, the Storm ended up winning that game. But their last win was against the Storm in Dundee, um, which, which was a 3-1 victory. They have got some uh, strong players. Uh, Elijah Barrigo, who's in his first pro season, he's their top scorer. He's done very, very well. Um, Philip Sanchez, um, Green has already mentioned, he, he's he's a danger. Uh, ben Soke is another one. Carter Folk is another. So they have have got players who can hurt you if they're if they're on form, and they certainly shouldn't be taken for granted. But looking at respective teams, you you would expect to come away from that one with two points, especially at home. And and considering we've, we've only played them at home once this season, awesome. uh, and it was it was a 6-2 victory, and one of the Dundee star scorer, scorers was, of course, Fabrizio Ritchie. It was breakaway, 5 hour breakaway, if I remember. It was, yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember many things, but I remember that. Um, Greeno, how much are you looking forward to seeing Jacob uh, Izaki this weekend, you, the, the video clips that we put on, on social media um, a few days ago show that he's he's clearly going to be an energy player, it looks that way. Yeah, I think he'll be uh, hopefully a, a breath of fresh air for us. You know, like you said, just by going on those clips and little bits we've seen of him, big guy, physical guy, you know, hopefully that's maybe something we've been missing, someone to kind of, you know, get in on the forecheck, you know, lay some bodies, um, you know, turn pucks over, you know, another big body in front of the net there. Um, so, yeah, I, th I think that'll be a good ad. You know, we've obviously added players throughout the year and, um, you know, that they, they probably haven't been that type of player. So I think it will be good to see more of a big physical body. So, yeah, hopefully he comes with lots of energy and he's going to be physical and obviously we'll get try and get the crowd on its feet this weekend. You know, you're going to commentate him on, you know, for the for the, for the weekend. I, I know knowing you, you'd have done your research. You know, what, what can you, you know, what can Panthers fans expect from him? He looks a really good all-round player, but he also looks like he's got some feistiness about him as well, which which I think will, will be good. He's good to add into the mix. I and mean, we've seen uh, agitating players come in and we played against them. He, he looks like the sort of player who won't take any of that nonsense from anyone. So uh, I'm interested to see if... if uh, Opposing teams come in if they watch videos, looking to probably wind him up a little bit. I think that that might be something to, to keep an eye on. But looking at, at some of the videos that, that have been put up, he, he's incredibly skillful. There's a, a one from a great goal he scored where he, he went coast to coast around about three or four players and slots it in. Another one where I think he gets taken to the angle, the netminder goes down and he puts it into the roof of the net. So. He looks like the sort of player who's got all the skills. He's got the hands. He looks like he knows where the net is. Uh, and he also has something about him as well. So, yeah, I, I'm looking, really looking forward to seeing him play. I was watching him in training on, on Tuesday. 
and uh, he, he looked to be all, all over the ice and, and really giving it everything on, on the training section. So it should, should be should be good to watch. Just a couple of things to end. We'll end on Jonathan Phillips in, in a moment, but but we'll go back to one of our favourite topics, the, the title race. You know, I'm sure in in recent months I've probably gone Guildford, then Sheffield, then Belfast. So it probably means it'll end up being Cardiff. Um, you know, right now I still don't look beyond the Belfast Giants. Jono, I know this is a subject that you you like to talk about. You know, your 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 beloved Sheffield Steelers. Uh, <laughs> are they showing signs? You know, maybe I said Cardiff. You know, earlier I said Cardiff with a with a fourth place. You know, the fourth favourites. But but Sheffield's recent form does that maybe put them as outsiders now because they're they're really struggling to put you know wins together. Yeah, they are struggling. Well, <laughs> funny enough, they got a four point weekend and scored one goal. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it very, very unusual circumstances. But the problem with Sheffield at the minute is they just can't put the puck in the net. And they've scored two goals in three games. Um, speaking to Aaron Fox after the game in Manchester, he's obviously very concerned about their lack of goal scoring at the minute, especially from a team who looks so explosive on the offence just probably coming up to the international break. Yeah. And it just seems they've completely lost their scoring touch. Um, saw them in Manchester last night. They didn't look like the Steelers that we we know that they can play like. Um, to be fair, they did have Robert Dowd and Martin Latal out, which are two big misses for them, in all fairness. But they just didn't click last night. Uh, and Manchester ran out well-deserved winners of, of that game. So I, I think at the minute, unless they can start rediscovering their form, I think that you've got to class them as, as outsiders from the title at the minute. And I'm like you, I can't at the moment see past Belfast. They're on such an incredible run. I think it's they've got 45 points from their last 46 available in the league, which is just a phenomenal run. 45 from 46? Yeah, I think they, they've they out of the last twenty three games they've won twenty two and the shootout lost to us. And, but and not that, yeah, it's 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 a ridiculous uh, ridiculous form. But the Guildford Flames are still hanging in there. They're still getting results and on well, percentage wise, Guildford have got the games in hand. Yeah, yeah. I mean. But, Percentage-wise, I think Guildford are on 0.79. I think Belfast are on 0.77. So, percentage-wise, Guildford is uh, are still the, looking the, the best team at the minute. I think it's I think it's going to be between those two in the end. Yeah, you you, you, you might be right. I mean, I mean, Belfast going to Guildford and, and winning, was that last weekend or the weekend before? Um, uh, it was midweek. Midweek, wasn't midweek. It? And that wasn't just a win. It was an absolute spanking, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a fascinating title race. It, it really is. And it's great that we're coming down to the last month or so. And genuinely, like, you know, four teams could win it. You, you genuinely can't, you know, really pick right now. We've all got, you know, decisions, you know, and teams that we think. I feel like Belfast Giants are the most complete team that we've seen. Um, but, but you know, we, we just don't know what's around the corner. Just finally, Jonathan Phillips announced today that he'd retire from from uh, ice hockey at the end of the season. He'll obviously finish the season with the Sheffield Steelers, obviously with my GB hat on. I think it's going to be really fitting. I mean, I'm sure he would say if selected, but we all know he will be selected and, and, and make this team for the for the end of the season for the World Championship. So I think it's lovely that his, his final game for GB will be 
you know, playing uh, in Nottingham, you know, trying to get GB back into the to the top flight. Greener, he's a former teammate of yours. Just tell us what made Jonathan Phillips one of the best players and and the most popular players as well to to ever play in the in the elite league. Yeah, I think that's it, really. It's just, you know, most popular. He's just an amazing leader, you know, great teammate. Um, And, you know, I think some people almost are kind of born that way, being a leader. You know, you kind of either have that or you don't. And I think, you know, for whatever reason, you know, he's he's very selfless. He's he's fairly quiet. You know, he's not a he's not really a loud guy in the room, but he just leads by example. You know, he's in great shape. He works hard. He does all the right things. And um you know when something needs to be said he does it and he doesn't like to take any glory and you know like you said about him saying if selected you know that's just kind of a a typical thing he would say like you know we all know he is but he he would never want to admit that but no he's been great you know he's 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 had the odd little injury but he's never missed much time he's he's won countless trophies and uh you know you sort of people say it all the time but he um he really is that guy that I don't think anybody could say a bad word. You know, I've never met anybody that, that knows him or has played with him who's ever had a bad word to say about him. So, you know, I think selfishly, we'd all like him to keep playing as long as possible to, you know, keep being around him and, and see him add to that legacy. But obviously the time's right for him to, for him to stop playing. And like you said, I think the perfect way would be for him to, you know, win for GB and kind of be the captain that gets them back up to that top pool. And then he can kind of, that can be the way he bows out. So yeah, I think that's 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 the dream for everyone. So hopefully, hopefully GB and uh, GB can do it with with him leading them. Yeah, I mean, his GB career is, I mean, remarkable. 111 cap, um, absolutely fantastic. You know, so many big moments for Jono, none more so than in Slovakia in, in 2019. Of course, the the play that that set up the, the game winning goal for for Ben Davis to keep GB in in the top flight. But but obviously, it's not just about the moments. On the ice, it's it's kind of you know, for, from my point of view, you know, looking from afar as part of the media team, that this this culture that, that Great Britain have as an identity and a team that that's led by people like Jono in the dressing room, who, who you know, when players come into that GB team, they buy into that, and, and guys come in, and there's new guys obviously every year, but quickly they they see the identity of this team. And they look at this GB team and, and and they know that there's a way they've got to act. There's a way they've got to be there's a way they've got to behave. And and that comes from, from people like Jono, you know, and I'm sure obviously I'm not close to the Steelers dressing room, but I'm sure it's exactly the same, you know, in, in that Steelers dressing room, you know, Jono, you know, we all know you're a, you know, a Panthers through and through, but I'm guessing if you look at Steelers players that you'd like to have played for the Panthers, surely, surely Jono's right up there. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's a player who also seems he's just got better and better as he's got older. Uh, he, he's a he's a very important player for the Steelers and Great Britain. Uh, a, a true leader in every sense of the word. Uh, commands an, a massive amount of respect. I mean, that, that was another thing. Last night, it was his a thousandth game for the mm. Steelers. I mean, one thousand games for one team. That that's that's a ridiculous record. And I think you sometimes forget that he played for Cardiff in the Elite League as well. <laughs> way, way back when the Elite League started. It's it's an incredible record. And, you know, he's a really nice guy as well off the ice. Great to chat to. Really good wind-up merchant as well. as He almost got me at the start of the season. But, yeah, a, a really, really great guy. And, and Can you I tell that story? You can't, can't leave us dangling, Jono. 
I, I was asking for pronunciations of some of the Steelers' new players, and I, I won't repeat exactly what he said back to me <laughs> for, for, for a family-friendly audience, but it was basically along the lines of, I could really mess you up here, couldn't yeah. I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I, I believe he gives a, a, a very mean uh, pre-game tea talk as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That that one moment will go down quite quite legendary. I think that's good. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate you you're taking your time to to chat as ever. We'll, we'll be back twice again this weekend for a, a Panthers post-game podcast on Saturday night, of course, against Cardiff Devils and on Sunday afternoon against Dundee Stars. It's it's already set to be a good crowd on Saturday against Cardiff. So if you want to get your ticket, get moving. Uh, we're really down to, to the last remaining seat, certainly in the centre blocks. There's very little choice left. Uh, a few more tickets left for Dundee. And of course, there is a bundle uh, weekend ticket if you want to attend both games where there's some good discounts available. But for now, uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast and we'll speak to you on Saturday. <laughs>